Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, everybody, welcome to number 462, Moralia Python Radio. Um, and uh, today it's, uh, well, yeah, it's today, which is weird. Today, we don't usually record in the daylight time. time. It's, <laughs> right. First off, it's weird that we just did the carpet cliff note things. And you're like, in episode six. I'm like, oh, cool. And then we're like, four, <laughs> six, the Jesus. It's yeah. like, yeah, it, it's hard to switch now. <laughs> what a jump. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before uh, we get into uh, nitty gritty stuff, uh, I want to just do a couple things. Housekeeping: we have officially launched the 2021 uh, Morelia Python Radio calendar. Yeah. Um, you can post your picks over on the thread in Morelia Pick of the Week. Um, I will say this: if you are going, if you if you hear this and you want to be a member of Morelia Pick of the Week, I will not. Put you through if you do you not don't answer, answer the, questions. the questions. Answer the damn questions, and yes. then you can come play. I will just <sighs> hit delete. I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but you know our Instagram got hacked the other day, and you we know, were selling just, Ray-Bans. We yeah. were selling sunglasses. I don't have time for it. So if you're not going to answer the questions, sorry. Bye. Try again in 2022. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? I don't know. Which, dear God, have you seen yeah. some of the entries? I have looked at them uh, briefly. A lot of boas going on. I mean, that I, is that was the, a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boas. Yeah. A lot of people that were like hanging in the wings, waiting to just dump pictures for this project. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of cool shit. Where I'm going through it, and I'm like, all right, all right, holy crap! Like, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. There's some some cool shots for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh yeah keep so putting, keep entering <laughs> yeah keep it coming uh so yeah go over and then on um, like i said Marie pick the week you can put your picture up there um we ask that you um put the category it is in so basically we have darwin's coastals jungles inlands diamonds breadlie here in Jaya's, scrubs bolens chondros rough scales and the extra theme is boas so the contest is going to run from um the beginning of all eight one until eight thirty one, and then we're going to close it, and then we will uh, pick the winner. So, what do you win? Um, you Nothing. win the first. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the first place is the best of the best. That's Morelia of the year. Obviously, it's not going to be Boas. That's going to be Morelia of the year. I don't know. We um, named the rattle. No, we didn't name the rattlesnake. We named mm-hmm. Scrub Bo- Morelia of the year last year. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, but. And also, yes, we will change our minds live on air. We've done that before too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So basically, you would be um, you would be the Morelia of the year, and then um, you get a free calendar, and then you get to be the guest judge the following year. Yep. Um, and the other eleven winners will all get a copy of the calendar, and then also we put um, you know a little collage of all the picks on our banner over on our uh, website, MoreliaPythonRadio.net. Um, you get to look at your picture for a whole month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all entries uh, must be a pick of your snake that you own or co-own or is in your care. Um, and we're looking for quality picks. No top shots. Think like top-notch calendar. Maybe, maybe don't have your arm in the picture. Like don't be holding it out like really far and taking it with a picture. Maybe put it in a tree or a stick. Or yes. something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Effort. Something yeah. that you would want to see in a calendar. I mean, yes. if you really want to win it and get a free calendar, this is the, um, uh, we are telling you 
how, how to, to do, do this. <laughs> you <laughs> you know don't know I mean? how else to help you. <laughs> yes. So if you choose to do it a different way, then you might not win. But um, yeah. And uh, so if you're not the best at taking pictures, maybe you get somebody else to take the picture for you. But, um, you know, that's fine. Who cares? Uh, I would give them credit. But we want a little bit of uh, know a little bit of information when you're posting up the pick. What category you're putting under is obviously that's important. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Owen and myself probably can pick out the difference between an Erie and Jaya and a coastal carpet. You know, I, I don't see that being an, seeing an issue, but we just want to make sure that we have it accurately. Yeah, and uh, if it's across, you can't enter in both categories. Like, pick one. Yeah, <laughs> like right. it's... And, uh, you know, any history that you want to, to put it there. And, and the reason, you know, or if it's from a particular pairing or more for whatever the case would be, that way when we go to print the calendar, we can put that information in there. Yep. And if you have however you want, if you want your business name to be in the calendar as opposed to your regular name, then do that. If you yep. want your, you know, regular name to be there and not your business name, whatever. Yeah, I would say that if you have a business name, name, I would put the business I'd name put, because yeah. that's going to be hanging in all these different people's, you know, snake rooms and, you know, for a month you get free advertising, <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? So, uh, so the calendar contest is live, like I said, and you have until August 31st. So there's that. What else do we have? Um, yeah, we were on, uh, the reptile, reptile gumbo. gumbo podcast. The yeah. Other night. You that yelled was... at young herpers and children. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope I didn't come across no, as a grumpy old man type of thing. But, um, you know, I don't know. Some of that stuff is like, um, I don't know. I, I, so, some of that stuff gets to the, really, we're having this conversation again? <laughs> like, I don't know why we keep having to have this conversation. It's not like we've been having these conversations for nine goddamn years. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. he kind of grinds into that stuff. But yeah, it was a good show. It was a good conversation. Um yeah, yeah, I had a good time. I thought, yeah. um, you know, the basically, I, I mean, some really the top reptile podcasts were all represented, in my opinion. All know? the other ones were not there because they're not important. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can go over and listen on uh, Reptile Gumbo podcast. Uh, James and April host that. So check it out. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? So I'm curious about this. What's going on with your, you know, I mean, you got olive babies, you got rhino rat eggs. What's, what's going on over there? I'm not a spade. Anybody want any carpets? Like Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) uh, right now, uh, cause right before we jump on, I know we're going to, um, I was scheduled to feed Friday, but I decided I'm going to feed today cause we, you know, might be busy Mm -hmm. later on. So, um, uh, if I, if that goes well, then the olives will both have, we'll all have two feedings under their belts and oh, nice. dude, it was like, show them the mouse. They're like, don't give a damn. I'm like, put a couple of feathers on the mouse. They're like, what the hell is this? And they're all over it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Olives want bird. So, um, there's that the rhino eggs. They're not due to the end of the month, but dude, it's going to be like steamroll. It's going to be within two days of each other. Uh, I'm sorry, within within probably about a week of each other, uh, one rhino clutch is due, 
then the corn snake clutches do, then the bread like clutches do, and then the tail end of that is the other rhino clutch. So it's like there's gonna be like 30 eggs, something like 30 babies hatching. I'm like, oh no, oh, the shit. amount of pins that I have opened is like 10. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> better sell quick man oh shit (laughs) i'm going down there i'm like eat the pinky and the coach is like i don't really i'm like oh no this is not a choice like this is like (laughs) i'm trying to get everything to eat so i can take pictures of it so i can get the hell out of here because i got and then people right now are like hey uh i just hatched this clutch of jungles would you be interested in wholesale i'm like no get the hell out of here like it's (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think uh well Obviously, you know, when you you come over, you, there's things you have to look at. That's but, the other uh, part of it. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll ship this around. No, wait, I can't. I have to go see Eric and do right. this. But yeah, it's um, – I do have uh, heat tape coming from – to to get those two new racks running so I can actually move um, the olives and last year's babies out of the r- baby racks so that I can have more space. But that still only opens up about ten more tubs, so it's like shit. <laughs> like you know, um, I haven't gotten to this point where I've been like stacking baby tubs with lids is, since 2010 when I first started. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh no, That's where oh you're no. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. I mean, so this d- might be this might be one of those like the best thing to do right now. Would be put all the corn snakes in a bin and drop them off at Joe's. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, and then the Calking uh, laid eggs before I left uh, for New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to get, um, <laughs> so, so as far as my, so for me, I'm yeah. trying to reduce my collection. Right. As far as, um, you know, having extras of things that I don't necessarily need. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, you know, projects that I'm sort of like not as excited about anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, It's time to move that on. Um, and you know, uh, you're selling all the about... poison ivy baby, right? Like all the poison ivy babies are going because that's a project that's <laughs> yeah. Eh, I'm, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Send it on to somebody else. That's whatever. Yeah. I mean, if but, you did, um, if you did that, could you imagine like all the IJ people ascending? <laughs> like it would just. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to price that at, man. Like you know, how do you even price something like that? Your soul, and then watch the like watch cats be like yes <laughs> yeah but i think um i think what i'm trying to uh so i got i got so many things that i'm juggling at one point but downstairs yeah. in my downstairs i thought this would be the perfect spot to do a naturalistic type of colubrid mm, setup okay meaning that are you, you know, are you shopping for colubrids my friend <laughs> you have come to the right person <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm so glad that you've already talked to Rob, so I don't even know why you're talking to me. So it's... no, no, I haven't talked to Rob. Oh um, shit! All right, <laughs> but I'm looking for I'm looking to do like a, a nice naturalistic setup, and and I'm gonna have it in my downstairs, and like we're in the middle of um, redoing that right now. Nice, up and all that shit. But oh, when you get like you're going I have, crazy. <laughs> I have uh, I have a spot on the wall, and okay. I think I could probably go like maybe maybe three or four foot cages, three of them, you know, stacked yeah. on top of each other, yeah. like starting at like, uh, you know, uh, say like belly, like belly uh, height. height. Yeah. Belt uh, height. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. Nothing crazy. <laughs> um, and, uh, I thought that would be perfect spot because then they would just naturally 
cool down Dude, during the winter time. It's, <laughs> you know, from from coming from pythons to call your birds, you're like, what do I have to do about your temperature? Oh, that's right, unplug it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing and done. <laughs> so that's right. It. And then it's it's when it's when the heating system becomes not something that is, which is why I think what we should move that over to pythons where the heat system, the computer system doesn't become something that is mandatory. It's a safety net. It's to make sure that they don't get too low, not that we force it to get up to this height. So, you know, it's, that's yeah. what it is with colubrids. Like, you know, when, when you're not breeding them, you know, just, it, that's all, it's, it's there to make sure that they get to like 70 degrees during the summertime, <laughs> yeah. which it's summertime. Right. It's not a problem. Right. Um and then, like I said, in wintertime, you just pour more mulch on top of them and unplug it. Right. Yeah, I just, um, I, you know, I, I think I'm at the point now where, you know, I, I've heard Keith say this before where it's like, I, I don't know. I, it's not that I'm, like, not focused on breeding because I, I do. I like breeding. Do. I like yeah. that whole spot of all that. But, you know, I think... Um, I think I'm not in the rat race anymore, if that makes sense. You it, know what it I does. mean? Like, I've kind of pulled myself out of that whole thing and yeah. pulled myself off of social media. And, like, I, I just, you know, I, I I update our pages and I talk to people on Messenger and that's, that's it. about it. But, <laughs> you what, know, that's, that's about what, it. What, what I think ends up happening with everybody's herping career is, um, unless you're somebody who does it full-time, then, then you're a completely different animal. But mm-hmm. eventually you get to the point where you kind of want to plug back in the way you did – when either you were first getting started or when you were younger. And that means having easy projects that are cool as is, and there's no morphs or anything like that. And you can just relax and check them out, watch them do their shit and maybe breed them. But you know what? If they don't breathe, I don't care. It's like, whatever. And it's, it's something fun to have on the side. And what I find is that when you're a big breeder and you have tons of projects and then you maybe get a few, they're like, the chill kind of cool projects, you start realizing that those are the projects you have like the most fun with because you're, it's chill. You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter if they breed and you know, it's setting them up is so freaking easy. So, and it just slowly becomes, you start getting more and more projects like that and weeding out the ones that may have been either hard to breed or sensitive animals or this, that, and the other thing. So eventually you end up being somebody like who's Keith McPeak who does a heel turn and he's got two or three projects that are hard as hell, but then everything else is just that he can do it with his eyes closed. Why? Because he enjoys it. And that's the whole yeah. point. And he's keeping animals that maybe he wanted to keep at it's one a point. Mi- it's a mismatch. You know? Like he got, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's got like those, he's, uh, what is he got the hog Island boas. And then he has, um, Two really good looking Cali Kings, and you just got those like red pines, just isn't like whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude. (laughs) You know, that's something that like that's the speed, you know, to me, like Mm. I've always wanted to have an indigo snake. You know, Mm. they're to me, they're beautiful snakes. Um, The, you know, the, the, from my understanding, from the little that I know about them is that they, they sort of like are, are constantly moving. Um, so they're like one of those colubrids that have a have a huge range. So yep. you're talking huge cage, you know. Um, dude, I don't know. Maybe one I mean, my Karibo, like they, they're another one. <laughs> they're another one, dude. They, they'll they'll move when they want to, but most of the time, dude, man, like my female, I was downstairs getting stuff prepped for feeding the babies, and my female was just out laying on a piece of cork bark, watching me do stuff around the room. Mm, so okay. and she's 
a big animal, you know? Yeah, some of that, uh, some of the Pattaya stuff that, um, you know, I know Rob has some and mm-hmm. Dan works with a lot of that stuff. That stuff's pretty cool. I like the tiger rat snakes. They're pretty yeah. cool. The Spilody stuff that Jason yeah. Hood has. Um, you know, there's just tons of stuff when you start looking and you, you sort of like step outside of your comfort yeah. zone, so to speak. And it's, but, and it's just so much simpler because it's like, like I said, my, my, Kribo and my Vietnamese Blue Beauties, they have ceramic heaters in their cages that click on at one point during the day to get the cage to 80 degrees, and then they turn off. That's it. So there's a spike to 80, and then that's it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, is picking the right. So I think what's what's holding me up at the moment Mm -hmm. is just picking the right cage, right? So meaning Mm -hmm. that if I want to do a naturalistic type cage, you know, you want a big like, front, big windows. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and then you want it to be deep, so you mm-hmm. can put like naturalistic setup. In, you want you, know, a, you like want bioactive litter, if you want, you know. You want a litter dam, otherwise you're just gonna be scraping shit out of tracks forever. Yeah, so, I know. You know. It drives me nuts with the AP cages, man. Damn it! I want to punch the wall. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, I have to yeah. say, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm done with with AP cages, man. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I, ha- I was talking to somebody the other day, and they waited eight months. I'm like, again, I, it goes back to the statement that I was making on the Rockdale Gumbo podcast. Like, and there's so many options out yeah. there. Why are we stuck in this hole that? And from what I understand, they're 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 great people. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about them. They make a they make an amazing product. I just I can't wait. I, I'm sorry, I can't do it. You can't know, wait I just, eight months. It's like I don't understand. And there's a lot of what is it? Uh, Chris Foley just dropped off two racks for me. Uh-huh. Did a good job. Yeah. Great job. So, whatever. Yeah. So there's, that's, I don't know if I'm going to build that. my own, like you've built your own. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you, hey, man, <laughs> that's if, a you're possibility. Gonna do, if you're going to do a naturalistic setup, you know, you can, you can go fancy with your wood. You can make sure it looks real nice. It could be almost like a piece of furniture. Yeah, get your little get your little cards that you get from like a zoo placard and put <laughs> yeah. them on there. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I want to yeah, sit wear, there and watch it like you would watch a fish tank. So to yeah, speak, you can you, know, you can wear a thing. uniform that just says Eric right on it, so that you can feel all <laughs> kinds of special. <laughs> all right, yeah, <laughs> my little name on the little name tag. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love snakes. Name tag or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's sort of like uh, that's sort of a sort of an idea. So I don't know. I, I I'm just sort of like you know, uh, you know, it's corn cool. snakes are one that 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 you yeah, know, dumb it, next <laughs> sort of call my eye. But you know, I like mountain king snakes. Um, yeah, uh, Therai and stuff like that. Um, the ones that uh, Balin works with, uh, the Arizona mountain Arizona kings, mountains, which I, it, you know. Uh, Rob sent me a bunch of stuff for Durango Mountain. Those ones that he had that he was showing to God. What the hell were yeah. they? Yeah, all those different locality stuff. Fair eye and stuff like yeah. that. Dude, yeah, dude, can you imagine at this point, you can go someplace in the U.S. and collect the colubrids that you want to keep in your naturalistic setup and attempt to breed them. Yeah, you, you start your own locality and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. there's certain, you know, again, I you know, I'm just sort of playing it by ear and whatever and figuring it out, but eventually I'll, I, I would try to... Where and you know another one which is mm-hmm. kind of it's weird to say but garter snakes are pretty cool too you know what I mean like uh, they're they're fun and it's something that you kind of take for granted because it's like it's a garter snake right and then like you see one that's like 
one of those red ones or something like that. You're like, oh, shit. That's like the cool San Francisco looking. stuff. And, then, or, you know and dude, mean? like, you know, let, let's put it this way. How many would you not still be excited if you found a garter like sliding through your backyard? Oh, I do. Oh, no, I, no, I'd be I, like, oh, yeah, look at him. Like, yeah, no, it's. Oh, I didn't tell you. So oh. I set down a whole bunch of um, boards back there. <laughs> so, like, um, the other day I was talking to Rob and, like, um, I, you know, he was telling me we were talking about when he was coming in or whatever. And uh, I walked down and I'm just going for a walk down along the edge there. And, like, I sort of, like, let it overgrow a bit and whatnot. Yeah. And I flip open the two D. Uh, what was it? Uh, DK snake and two garter snakes. I found nice. So, um, I was talking to uh, Melissa's father this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's got apparently he bought himself a trek of land up in New York to go hunting on. Wow. It's like 35 acres, nothing but wilderness, and, and his cabin. And I'm like, Can I put some boards on your property? <laughs> and he's like, Why? I'm like, Never mind. I'm like, Just. And then, like, she's like, because there'll be snakes that'll go under that, and he can find them and take pictures of them. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) And then, you know, somebody's like, well, will that bring the snakes? No, no, no. They're already there. (laughs) Just let them be someplace where I can find them. They'll just go under there for cover. No, no, no. No. Don't worry. The timbers are already there. So, yeah. Um, That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so there's that. I I don't know. Uh, So, I mean... It's August, right? So yes, we're what, that. three months away from breeding season starting. You know what I mean? This is this is crazy, man. This is this is nuts. I don't know. I'm not ready. No, it's like, dude. <laughs> All right. With the amount of animals that I have, first off, there's not a single goddamn caramel pairing I'm doing next year. Fuck it. There's too many goddamn <laughs> caramels here right now. Right. No. So um it just comes down to what what do you pair? Because it's the I think I'm gonna pair I'm gonna pair animals that I don't have currently for sale because then yeah I, I don't want to get bombarded with more shit you know I don't want to get the same thing over and over again I will probably repeat the pairing that I got my caramel exanic from mm-hmm. because I only got two of those eggs mm-hmm. but. Probably repeat, probably do a jungle pairing just because jungles, I, I have a, only a few of them. But, you know, I have, dude, I'm going through the babies and I, I didn't realize it, but I got some good looking caramel tigers hanging out here. Oh, cool. You know, and I'm like, okay, so caramel tiger projects don't really need it, but I have a ton of, you know, proven caramel this and proven caramel that where it's like, all right, but just sit. You know, I'd like to repeat the olive pairings. Um, Ruffies especially, but then it's like Kribo, Blue Beauties. Um, you know, it, it, there, there's a bunch of other stuff that I would rather do. Now, some of the animals are going to breed that bred last year because, like, I it'll have a different mate and then mm-hmm. produce different offspring. But, you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to breed bread lie because I still have 11 babies from the... Uh, yeah, and the, the head stone wash, and then I have about, weird, right? They, they yeah. it's like a normal bread lie, right? It, it looks sells normal. faster than a freaking head stone wash. But like head stone wash, it's like, nah, I don't want to. No, morph. I don't really want it. No, what, I just want to one as a pet. Bite me, James. What is so? Yeah, but like it's weird how like people are funny about that, right? It, they it don't, is, but uh, then I also uh, understand. I don't understand that. I, but it's 
they want a cool Python that they don't have to worry about, and they don't want to invest more money than they have to. And I totally get but that. But how much more money is it? hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's, I could see if we're talking thousands. No, you know what it, I mean? Like, but no, they, no whatever, I just man. want a normal. But whatever, like, man. It's like, I guess a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. bucks, bucks. No, I don't really want it to be headstone wash. Well, you don't have to use it. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it can be headstone wash and you just never do anything with it. Isn't that like the corn snakes? You know, like I just want a normal corn snake, and it's like, nah, you're probably not going to find that. It's het something. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it, Melissa wanted Melissa wanted a normal retake. I found one het het pied het snow. It right. looks normal, but who cares? Right. 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 You know, it's it, it is what it is. So, um, yeah. So I, I I might not breed breadline next year. Why? Why do why I got two clutches worth sitting right here. Give both females off. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me, my focus is going to be on two specific inlands. Mm. Uh, you know, like to me, that's that's one that I really want to. I I thought I was going to get them this year, but apparently, and uh, I did not. And and <laughs> and and aside from inlands, we're going to do what? Uh, what else? Um, well, I'm going to do coastals. Um, what kind of coastals? Well, yeah, definitely the hypos. Thank you. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. So that'll be one. But even besides that, I'm going to do a lot of like normal coastal pairings. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Yeah, Do whatever. Dude, there's, you know, it's, I I think I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm going to feed a few more times and then I'm going to start going through and finding the normal males that are still sticking out in the clutches and just Mm kind of scoot them off. Right. But, um, there's still like there's a lot of animals that are going to end up being here just because there's something on the special side, either color more for something else. And why, I, you know, why, and I never understood that. And I kind of felt through it myself. Why backfill again? You, you, it took you, it took you a year and a half, two years to sell the clutch. Why add two more clutches to that pile while you're doing it? Like, you know, it's like right now I have the, uh, I still have, Caramel Possetic Xanax hanging around. Um, yeah. And this year I bred and I got, you know, my Caramel Xanax, but then I had, now I have a 66% Posset Xanax that I have to try to figure out to sell. Thank God there's only the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, why, why keep, why keep doing that? You know, um, I just, this past year sold the last of my Tiger's Posset Xanax because, and then, I'm not going to breed my my head exanix to my tigers anymore because why get those? Well, that's another one that I'm going to – so, yeah, I talk about coastals. I'm mm-hmm. going to do my red non-jag. Yeah. My red, and red. Just that's red. That's not red, a jag. It's yeah. just red coastal. Just red. To Molly <clears throat> to see if I can get more red tigers. More tigers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to hatch it again. There's going to be one. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like – well, at least with them, they won't be jagged. So, you know, I mean, you know, at not least to, then, not well, to no, do, because let's know. put it this way. Even then find a good looking, what are you looking for? Male or female out of that group or doesn't matter. Well, I, the, the, the one I had from this year is a female, the one I produced this year. So right. I would you want looking for a boy, a boy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, let's say there's a boy that's absolutely stunning, but doesn't have the stripe. He's got the genetics in him. So he'd be the pick. Yeah, the the male that I had that I got from Balin has, has held on to color pretty well. Yeah. Um for uh you know 
for the years. And then obviously I have a ton of IJ stuff uh, that uh, just normal IJ stuff, different bloodlines, different looks, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Breeding uh, it should be uh, should be an interesting year. I think I'm gonna lay on the lighter side again. Um, I think I am too, and of course I said that, and now I'm doomed. So it's like, <laughs> but you know, I, it's I, I want to do more of the simple, easy projects. Like I, I'm lining up two tigers. That's it. That's all they have going for them is their tigers. Like nice. No caramel. This no bullshit. That um, it's my. Uh, Russian Peterson male to that female I got from you. Oh, okay, cool. And she's produced stellar animals the last two years. And this is the last year I'm going to use her before she goes on a break. I'm letting my caramel tiger take a break. I'm letting a lot of my animals just take breaks because I don't want any of their babies right now. Like <laughs> it's more of the, like, take the ear off. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. Now, actually I will be selling babies this year. Um, <gasps> I'm just waiting for, uh, I don't know. Like my approach is this: I try to get them to take five meals consistently without yes. missing a meal. Once they've yep. done that, then to me they're ready to go. Yep, and five meals, and then they're off to go. Because then it's the, um, I'm I'm sure it will eat. Um, I, I recently sent a jungle out that um, was taking frozen thawed and was uh-huh. having a little bit of trouble where it went, mm-hmm. and then the 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 guy offered her a life, and she took it immediately. So. Yeah, I mean, I understand that that's a hassle, but she's eating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was surprised this year. I didn't have a lot of everybody took first tries. So I think I'm on. So I feed every babies every two weeks. So 10 to 14. I think yep. I'm on. I think we're on the third or fourth meal. I'm going to feed today. I'm, I'm close. On the fourth. On two, two clutches. I'm close. So yeah. then, then the uh, the excitement of uh, taking pictures and putting them mm-hmm. up and all that fun starts. So, dude, and it's it's even better because like certain animals are starting to have their second sheds, and you're like, oh, color. So it's, <laughs> yeah, right. Like I said, like I didn't realize I had so many caramel tigers because they had to they had to have their second sheds. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's the same with IJs waiting them for them to color up and uh, had that red one do that that one. That I'm just asking because I'm not interested, but just because I'm wondering. Oh, they look amazing, man. They're Damn really it. they're starting to get their color. They're starting to come in. Yeah. They look they look really good. Um, See, but I'd rather do like one or two clutches because then the pressure's off, man. You know? Yeah. You, you know, got like let's let look at it look at it next year. You have let's say next year I have twenty babies left over from this year that are all feeding with my eyes closed. Like I just open it, drop it, and close. I mean right. And then you have to get two clutches worth of 10 started, fine. Or let's say next year's the year the rough scales actually lay viable eggs that I can hatch in right. living rough scales. I'm not, I'm not better. Ouch. <laughs> so it's, but so, yeah, and then I don't, have the, I don't have the attention of anything else. I mean, like, I just got to worry about them. Right. I'm going to breed the rhinos next year. I got two clutches of rhinos. What the hell do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's how many how many how many babies? I got um I got 10 and 8, but I think two eggs are going bad in the 8 clutch and one's going bad in the 10 clutch. I I'm still getting double digits of rhino babies. Hmm. Okay. And then there's the one corn snake that dropped 18 and then the other one looks pregnant too. So 
I'm not done yet. <laughs> like it's August and it's not. Done. That's what I'm saying. You're you're gonna be going right when. Watch my you know. Vietnamese Blue Beauty drop in like September. Be like stop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting when you do uh, when you do when you mix stuff up with different types, different species and stuff, or even different genuses and stuff like that. You start to see like. There's an it never ends. Imagine being a <laughs> imagine being a ball python breeder. Any minute eggs can happen. You're like no, yeah, no, thank <laughs> no, you. No, <laughs> no, I want to set schedule where I want to deal with hatchlings year round. Yeah, hatchlings suck. Yeah, getting them, and then rhinos are you know. I don't. I don't even want to think about this. Do you have I'm a plan? Gonna... Do you, have you Have you talked to Rob? I mean, that's well, the guy no, to go I'm gonna, to. Like you know, listen. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. Rob is. We'll, we'll have Rob eventually soon, close at hand, and I imagine he's just gonna accidentally fall down a pit where I won't let him out until he tells me the secrets <laughs> of getting rhinos to feed. Um, so, patience. Patience. <laughs> Puts the plan in the basket, or it gets the yeah. house again. <laughs> like it's, right. it's, it's, exactly. It's it's one of those things where um, you know I, I have a plan, whether that plan is even going to work or not. I mean that that's a lot. Everything snake breeding is a lot of trying, and then holy crap, it worked. <laughs> like it's well, like, it's kind of the fun part of it, right? You know, it like is. Le- I mean, like like learning new like learning new things and new experiences and different species and i think like it gives you a better overall understanding right. of snakes and, and, but this is the thing where it's like okay i i love my rhinos they're awesome animals and now i've got them to breed and this will be what either makes it or breaks it they'll either be like if these babies are mind numbing pull my hair out i want to kill myself <laughs> guess what i'm not if doing they're dominican anymore. red mountain though that's, that's what ruined the dominican there's going to be a like, box sitting I'm on my step get or something the fuck out of here <laughs> to colorado with all of you like, everybody you know, for christmas gets a pair of rhino rats. yeah i'm right <laughs> load them into a hot uh, a hot dog gun and just shoot them into the crowd <laughs> doing, doing. but it's it's uh, like that or it's like and let's say they're easy or let's say that yeah i gotta do this all right well this is when you learn you know um yeah if i have to go get a tank and a bubbler and a bunch of little guppies <laughs> fine but if it if i do it and it works fantastic and they all start eating and then i slowly transition them to mice and it's not that hard yeah then I think, if I'm not mistaken, mm. I think Rob always says that it's movement yes. that they're drawn to. That's what so I've it's heard. The movement. That's why when they say that they only that that's like it's weird because they're like they're fish feeders, but you have to put the fish in the smallest amount of water so the fish flops around. I'm like, oh, so they're attracted to movement. No fish. Well, but the I, I understand, <laughs> but it's the fish that's moving a lot, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to talk to Rob about that this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, I, don't worry. I was gonna, yeah. I wasn't even gonna steer the conversation. I was gonna be like, everyone, shut up, Rob. Quiet. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I'm recording this just so you know. Right. Speak directly to me and this microphone. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rough scales, I don't yes. know if you caught this, but um, I, I believe you posted it. Yeah, Beach's Scaly Beast, right? That's his YouTube mm-hmm, channel. So mm-hmm. you can go and check it out. Um, I think he put a little clip over on um, Morelia Pick of the Week. Otherwise, go to YouTube, look up Beach's Scaly Beast. Man, you know. See, to <sighs> me, to me, for mm-hmm. me, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think I've always kind of been this way. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was sort of what I was 
somewhat hinting at on um, the Gumbo podcast is like, you know, for a long time when I first got back into reptiles, all the focus was on breeding. Yeah. And if you didn't breed and you weren't breeding and continually upping your game in breeding, then you really Keep weren't getting new projects and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. right. Yeah. Um, where I think it's kind of refreshing in a way because I've, I, I've, if you go back and you listen to early episodes of NPR, I was, I always said that I think that Morelia people, green trees and carpet people are missing the boat on trying mm-hmm. to sell animals to people because, you know, they make perfect display animals. They do. Right. And they're going to be out. They're going to be active. You know, well, maybe not green trees, you know. I mean, they're <laughs> a green tree python. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so now that I'm seeing all these beautiful cages and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, people are just, man, they're just blowing you my can, mind dude, with some you of the shit can that make they do. it. A centerpiece of your freaking living room, like you know, Keith yeah, has man. that. And Keith has that one false, like the wall that goes down to his room, and he's got like that fish tank in it. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, like I'm sitting there, I'm like, why is that not like a poison dart frog thing? <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> why is that not a reptile? What, wait a minute, <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing, like, Keith? What, what is this crap? It's yeah. like it's like that. Can you imagine having like something really cool? I mean, like and and you know, uh, Hesham who used to breed carpets and stuff like that. He does a lot of like acrylic tanks and stuff like that or, or yeah yeah like he's doing a lot of that crap i'm like can you imagine having some like big tank embedded into the wall with some kick-ass thing like dude oh, yeah. i'm like rays I'm, or something like i'm that. this close <laughs> to the tank downstairs being finished but i'm gun shy about putting the rhinos in there and i wanted to talk to rob about that too while he's up here i'm like will they be okay in here also, is it all right to put all three of them in here, or is that just going to lead to mass breeding that I cannot handle? Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want a lot of eggs, dude. Like, I just right. want to. So, um, I just got to figure out the light situation, and then that tank's good to go, dude. I planted. I'll show you. I mean, you guys are coming up here at some point, so. Right. But, dude, I put in a false back. I put in. Oh, uh, nice. I planted it with a bunch of moss and a bunch of other so, crap. Like, yeah. Is this the one that was in your living room? Yep. The, yeah. Okay. Two whole was sides. It like a hexagon now. type yep. of cage. Two, right. two whole okay. sides of it now. I put the spray foam up and I covered it with uh, wood glue and moss and I embedded like sticks and twigs and branches and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. Yeah, you see that table right there. It has yep. all the. You see, it has like the foam stuff. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, I see you. Oh, apparently we're getting stuff. Okay, it's got right. like uh, circle foams yep. that you can yep. sort of, you know. Yep. That, wear, like wear your gloves kind of because yep. otherwise you're just gonna be doing this all night. And it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see the cage like that, man, and I'm just inspired to uh, to to. Hey. to and that's sort of what I want in my yeah. downstairs, but with colubrids, you know, that kind of thing. It's more fun. I mean, yeah, dude, like I, I, I've been starting to put those cardboard tubes in different carpet cages, and they're like, the fuck is this? It's <laughs> like, and then they're in it. Like the high contrast female won't leave it. I'm like, whatever, fine. It, it's whatever. It's you know, it, I've been it, using um, egg crate. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah, yep, yep. And I put I, that in I, the one cage, and they just knocked their water bowl over it. And I'm like, "Oh, that sucks." Throw out. It's like that's <laughs> that's the beauty of it. It's yeah. bye. But giant, big, flat pieces of cork bark where the crebos will get under it. They'll do mm-hmm. like they'll spin, so all the bark and shit's out. But they'll mm-hmm. leave the uh, cork bark right where it's at. So it's almost like they have a trap door to slide into this little cave thing that they dug out themselves. 
Oh, um, cool. And it's really cool like that. And to watch them do that, as well as go into the bin, go on top of the bin, it, it's really kind of awesome. Like, dude, I installed those shelves in my big cages and my one olive python every morning when the sun comes up, light comes through the window, she's up on that ledge just taking yeah. it in. And it's it's kind of like what I always say with the diamond pythons. You start to see like all these little things that you nor you know, like I, yeah. I've sort of not seen because of keeping in tubs if, and stuff like that. You know? If I could find a way to put shelves in all my other cages, I would. The problem is I don't think they're long enough to get the bin and the shelf and the heat panel, all this other crap in there. So no, yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Because I was trying to figure out, like, a, a shelf that I could still open the door, maybe one that's, like, only, like, a, a corner shelf, like a triangle in the back. I, I don't know. But anything to do to help them kind of move around their space is awesome. I yeah. ordered a bunch of those because I have the 15-quart rack now, mm-hmm. which it's taller than mm-hmm. the 5-quarts. All right. But I can't use a lot of the airspace, so I went and I bought a bunch of those uh Perching that goes in there for from specialty enclosures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because now it's like it's they have a bottom floor and a top floor, and yeah, why, man, not? why not utilize it? Yeah, you know? that's the whole thing. So I mean, that's why I have those plastic um, their pipette uh, cases for mm-hmm. the high boxes for my babies because they can go in it on top of it. Same deal. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, anything little... to get them to move around and utilize their space, it, it, it's it's better for them health-wise. I mean, all my hide boxes now are these the, those black bins with the yellow tops mm-hmm. because they're all interchangeable. They're all the right size. The snake can get into it, and they use it as a nest box because it's in there year-round. And I'm actually starting mm-hmm. to, you know, I had the big 10-gallon ones for my big snakes, and mm-hmm. as my adult animals have gotten smaller, it's like I don't need the big bin, so they give them the five, you know, gallon bin, and it gives them more floor space. So it's working out. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's sort of where I'm at uh, for upcoming breeding season. It's a and... fun project, dude. I mean, it sounds like you're going to do. I mean, get two or three clutches of shit you really like, and then you have to worry yeah. about selling it, and then you can figure out. You spend the rest of the time sipping. Uh, you can start the morning by sipping coffee and watching the Collier Brits, and you can end it <laughs> by drinking out of a big beer stein and watching the Collier Brits. It's That's like, right. yeah, you just, it, you know, uh, either one. I find it, um, I find um, from from pulling off of social media that, mm-hmm. like, you now have, have time for so much more stuff. And, like, I sort of said this on, on the Gumbo podcast, but it was like it, it, it became – that the social media part of it was more of the job than than the, than the actual snakes. And, yeah. like, I don't really care about the social media. I care about the snakes. So, well, like, let's, I'm let's like, mm, this way. Okay. If, we, if we were to, like, say say you and I quit our jobs and started, like, a serpentarium, which, please, God, can we? Uh, um, yeah. Would we, would we rather be the ones working in the back with the snakes or doing the social media? It's like. Fuck that. No, like, I would pay somebody, hire somebody to do else to do all the posting. Crap. No, I'm yeah. back here. Go to hell. Like, yeah. you know, it's that's just the way it is. So I'm going to see how it goes with like, I, 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 you know, talking to guys like Nipper and stuff like that. It's, yeah. you know, 
he does like a lot of naturalistic stuff and yeah. like, you know, he, I've been talking to him a lot about like, you know, sort of just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of in the same spot, I think as, as he is, you know, mm-hmm. like I see myself wanting to go into, you know, to find these snakes in the wild where like you think about it, I've lived in U- U.S. for 46 years and you know, when I was a kid, I went out and looked for snakes, but like I, I never went. Dude, and that's why I'm excited about this yeah, weekend. Is like, it. like, dude, I'm, I'm going nuts about uh, this. Like I told yeah. most of them, like, I get to go look for this. Like you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's because we missed out on Australia, but, or even but, if but Australia even then, like, sort it, of it, gave it that. Builds it. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. So it's like, okay, so you're going and you're looking at these snakes in the environment. You, you sort of like have to research, you know, when they're going to be, what is, what is their natural history so you get a better chance of finding them in the wild and that kind of stuff. And there's so many cool species that are in the U.S. You know, when you yeah, start to I look do, at stuff, uh, you're like, We just wow, got okay. wired because, I mean, so we're, we're up at the lake and her father's dog found a toad. Uh-huh. And I jump out of my chair and I'm diving on the ground and I got the little bastard and I'm showing everybody and I'm like, Toad, I'm like, I did herping. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> and yeah. it's just, and then the rest of the night, I'm like, ah, oh, he was so cool. He was the little foot and he was I'm like, I'm flipping him over. He's doing calls. Um, she took him from me and then she held him for a while. But it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it, you, you want to have the interaction and yeah. I feel like when you go out and see the animals in the natural habitat and do all this other stuff, you come home and you want to give your guys something else. You want to build it up a little bit better. You want to jazz yeah. it up a little bit to give them something to do. I mean, like, dude, I, I, I'm just I'm just going to keep using paper and keep taking those tubes until eventually every cage is going to have a tube. Like, it's just... <laughs> Screw yeah. it! Now you now you've got your hide box. Now you got your tube. Now you got right. your water bowl. Like you can do whatever you want. I don't care if you fuck up the tube. I'll just throw it out because eventually I'm just gonna start putting them in bins. Like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. It's um, whatever helps. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm sort of uh, you know obviously I've talked about this with you, but you know a lot of people say, you know, would you want to be a full-time breeder? And to me, mm. I don't want to be a full-time breeder. I would much rather have a serpentarium where, you know, I think part of the, the fun of this uh, setting up naturalistic enclosures, not only do you get to watch the snake going forward and do its natural behaviors and all this kind of stuff, but I think, I think there's a certain element of, uh, for me, it checks the box of creativity. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I, I like to create things. That's how my brain works. You know, music, whether it's music or podcast or whatever it would be, even breeding, like the, it checks off that, like, Ooh, yeah. look, I'm going to create this. This is a project. I'm going to take it to completion and, and see this. And now yeah. like designing cages and stuff like that sort of mm-hmm. also checks that box. I mean, you know to, I mean, to be honest, I feel better walking people down to my snake room when they come and see the big wood cages with the branches and the snake and <laughs> yeah, isn't and that then funny? <laughs> and then and then you take him into the other room where it's like it's like bins in racks and you're like hmm like yeah. it's it it, it 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 is easier to introduce somebody to the reptiles in a big big cage glass front yeah. The animals just hanging out. You don't have to pull open a drawer in there for them to be like, "Oh God!" Like it's, 
you know, it, yeah, I think that was better. always the frustrating thing about Carpet Fest. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I have to be there. People just can't walk through and look. Oh, I do, know? but you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, <laughs> but, like, I, it, like, it's got to be a point now where I'm talking about trying to put in a ship door between my two team horse cages because then I'm like, don't need to touch them. Breeding season, like it's just like and just slide yeah. it open, and then right. there you go. But um, I don't know how feasible that would be. But because the also thing is that I would I, I end up wanting to need that use that other six foot cage, but it, it's like all right. So how many of these animals would just do way better if I just took a couple steps back? Yeah, yeah. You know, I dude, think it's uh, I think too. Like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but I'm finding myself like um, the more and more that 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 keeps adding, mm-hmm. and you know, the the harder it becomes to keep up with it when you're working 60 hours a week, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So there's, there's that it, it becomes too. like, you know, am I doing a disservice to, to my, to the animals? And to, well, I'm not doing a disservice to the animals, so no. to speak, but at least I don't think, you know, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You're not, you're right. not, you're taking care of the animals to the way that they should be kept. But could I know that animal on a more intimate right. level? Could you, is, could you get into that? At. Like people are like, how many times do you handle the animals? It never like <laughs> it's, could you do that? Yeah. Could you get into it? Could you figure out that, you know, when it comes to how many times have you tossed animals together for a breeding project? Cause you thought in your heart, that was a breeding project you wanted to do. And then have the breeding season, you're looking at another male and you're like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. That one would well, be great. Like, yeah. and then you got to plan it for next year. It's like, you know, I've, I've done that a bunch of times where I'm like, Oh shit. Like instead of doing another fucking caramel project, I could have just thrown that tiger in there. It's right. like, yeah. So, yeah. So I, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And then I guess this would sort of, uh, go into, you know, what are we doing with NPR? Um, we sort of hit this on this. This will be the last bump. show. We're just going to tell people like we're at right now. <laughs> this is the last, this is it. We're going out with it. Yeah. Now <laughs> everyone's like, <clears throat> like, yeah, well, that's. So, I, you know, I've been sort of, and again, this is the creativity part of my brain. You know, I know that um, me and, hey man, me, and me and Rob were talking about, you know, wanting to do something for a long time about mm-hmm. like, how can we make that happen? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, he'll come on substitute for one of us, you know, when he's on NPR and stuff like that. And, you know, I, to me, I was like looking for something to sort of like push myself knowledge wise, like, right. um, you know, learning more about snakes that I don't know about, you know, or reptiles in general or whatever. But for me, it's more specifically snakes. Um, so we threw around this idea, student of the serpent, you know, so that's one thing, uh, podcast yep. coming out. And then, you know, we were sort of, you know, in research, and this is another rabbit hole. I've been working on this for like three weeks now, just like trying to find uh, yeah. you know, different ways to record equipment. You know, how do you upgrade? I'm thinking like, man, we've been doing this for a long time, and I haven't really put anything in to upgrade us to another level, to take us right. up to another notch. So um, I stumbled upon this platform. Platforms called Transistor, and basically, you know, what we were doing originally was we were going to just have everything come out of NPR, right, off yep. that feed. And what I wanted was something where I could work off of one platform but work multiple podcasts yep. at the same time. And, you know, this seems to be the solution to that. So right. that's why you're going to see Carpet Cliff Notes, Morelia Python Radio, obviously. is So 
here's the thing. I haven't pulled the trigger yet with this, but basically you can move NPR over to this other site so that oh, I wouldn't have to use Blog you, Talk you anymore. Told me, you're like, we're going to move NPR. I'm like, what of the archive? And I'm like, and then yeah. you're like, it's coming to you. I'm like, damn, maybe we should leave it. Like, it's like, so I was, you know, I didn't want to pay double the amount. I didn't want to pay for the yeah. one and then for yeah, the other, know. right? But I don't want to lose the archive in the back. So I yeah. think what I've been doing is going in. And so it, it will transfer up to 300 episodes because I think that's what iTunes Holy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So okay. you're looking at what, what did I say? 146 episodes that episodes that would be, you know, sort of not transferred over. Right. <clears throat> but if you're transferring it, then I, I don't know what happens on the blog talk end of it. Right. So basically now our blog blog talk is basically hosting NPR, whereas the other ones are on this transistor site. So, right. so there's that. So, um, <clears throat> um, so now that, that that's going, I'm like, okay, so at this point, maybe instead of trying to breed snakes to, to make up the extra money, maybe we sort of utilize what we do do, you know. Um, Nine you know. years worth of so-so podcasting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe we try to monetize the podcast in a way, yeah. um, you know. And, and it's not that, that necessary. it's not like I think me and you are not looking to make money from it per se, because we have jobs and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to quit mine, but whatever. <laughs> I would too. I would too. No lie. You know, if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to go crazy. Yeah, it's so. not. The, it, I would rather grow into that right. kind of thing rather than say like, oh, you know, we're going to quit my job so, and let's do it. Now. <laughs> I know for a long time we've sort of shied away from things like you know Patreon and stuff like that, but that's stuff yeah, that but, I've been looking at. But mm. the cool thing is mm-hmm. with this, with this, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking like, how do you how do you do Patreon? Like, I don't want people to have to pay for NPR. You no. know, I, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't think you want that either. No, you know, it, it like, needs to be the way it's always been. This is just a way to get information out to the reptile community. But if you like what we do and you want to support us, you should be able to do so. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So we have the, the Teespring store that's coming up and whatever. Yep. And, you know, I started looking at, um, at, at Patreon and looking into it and, you know, I thought maybe we could somehow do some kind of episodes that are for people that only do the Patreon. Yeah. Right. And with this new uh, podcast platform, you can absolutely do that. Damn right. So, So, and then, so you're doing student of the serpent, which is your new. So basically, basically what we're doing is we're going to end up having the NPR network. We'll have NPR, Merle Python radio. Yeah. We'll have uh, Carpet Cliff Notes. Mm-hmm. We'll have Student of the Serpent. Mm-hmm. So that's our first three podcasts. Then we're also going to have uh, Colibri Corner with me and Riley. That's so cool. we're going to hammer that one out, me and him. Right. Uh, you got to show me how to run a podcast because I will. That'll just make Riley do it. When you come over this weekend, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just make Riley do it. Do it. So, or you um, can do that. <laughs> so, yeah, but then it's all going to be kind of different because NPR is not going to change the way we do it. It's still going to be. Um, guests and interviews and things like that. Carpet Clip Notes is basically just going to be like that, what it is, small bites of what Carpet Python stuff is. Your Herp History is going to be you and Rob discussing reptile history and um, talking about different species and stuff like that, correct? Well, they were, they, they're they not solidified yet, but yeah, the, the, there okay. was, um, so the one that we are, doing currently mm-hmm. is the student and the serpent student serpent is just basically oh, yeah. um, yeah, right. going so to do um, yeah it, 
I wanted to do something that's completely different. No interview style. No, none yeah. of that. Like, it seems like the interview stuff has been you done, know, to death. done to death. It's kind of yeah. like what everybody does. This is going to be something different. And, um, you know, hopefully as we move along, it will even get better and better. But this is going to be basically picking, we're going to pick a species Mm. And we're going to dive into everything that we can about that species and more from the aspect of that species in the wild, you know? And Riley and I are doing the Calibre Corner pretty mm-hmm. much the same way. We're going to pick a species in episode and discuss, you know, who found it, <laughs> right. who named it, 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 how is it, how is it doing in captivity? And then we're going to, but it's going to be strictly Calibrates because there's a lot of cool shit out there that people don't really Right. Even realized beyond corn snake, king snake, rat snake in colubrids. Like it's a big umbrella. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of go into that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, there's a lot of these, uh, you know, we sit there and we, we, we sit there and we're talking about certain python species that are not being bred in captivity. But I bet you there's more colubrids than pythons that aren't bred in captivity. Oh, yeah. I, right? I would so, think so. Yeah. And also we'll, we'll dive into some of the zoo setting stuff, too. So. Which is cool because both yeah. of you come from that background. Um, both of us will be former zookeepers by then. That's right. So it's, <laughs> um, and then you know, um, there there was a couple other ideas that I had that you know I I'd give you a little prequel to them. Uh, you know, basically, um, I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know how it's going to work, but like I thought about doing uh, once a month where you know there was a a, a book review, so to speak, because mm-hmm. to me, like you know. Um, Books or library, yeah, yeah, basically like something like that. But like, you know, hey, here's a new book from you know whoever. This is kind of what it's about. You know, here's my thoughts on it. Here's what I learned yeah. from it. Whatever the case would be, go pick it up. This is the if you're into this, this is probably the book for you. You know that kind of thing. And then of course, I think we're going to start doing hostile takeovers of other um, podcasts. That are out there. <laughs> we, we're going to buy like them you, out. We're going yeah, like to be gonna the gonna Amazon of reptile podcasts. <laughs> yeah, get, drag you kicking and screaming on, into the NPR network, Joe. Yeah, I would even be, uh, you know, depending on what it is and depending on who it is, you know, I mean, if you have an idea or something you want to do, maybe, uh, you know, contact Miro and then maybe we can go from it. Eric, contact Eric. Yeah. Another one, um, (laughs) another one that I had um, that um, hopefully can come to some sort of fruition is notes from the field. Um, and basically that would be like a, a, a field herping type of uh, podcast. And, you know, um, and, and, and these weren't, these aren't going to be like every week, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, over I mean, the course of time, you will see like, you know, there'll be a lot of content, so to speak coming out. That right. doesn't mean and, that and we're not going to talk to people about, you know, this that, field thing, herping yeah, no. on NPR or anything like that. But like this show doesn't change. Nothing changes about this show. Right. But we're trying to add more stuff, more content for you guys who maybe don't want to sit through a two and a half hour show, but maybe have like a 30 minute drive or a 10 minute sure. drive or you're even just trying to expand your knowledge past carpet python. Right. To or Morelia into right. something else. Right. You know, or pythons, you know, or pythons, you know. Because it's even, it seems like even the other podcast, and we sort of said this on on the Gumbo podcast the other day. It's sort of like we sort of, even though we uh, ask different questions or whatever, we're sort of like just filtering around the same guest, you know, or like the right. uh, same. Somebody's I, I on our show, and then they're on three other shows, and then they're gone right. for a while. Right. So, 
it would be nice to do some new stuff. Yeah, I think that there's a, it's a huge hobby, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff out there, and we're just trying to um, you know, and highlight it the best I, we can. Yeah, that's one thing I'm trying to do with Riley, where it's like he and I can sit down and just have just bang out like three episodes on three different snakes, and then we're good for three weeks, and we're gonna try. I'm go, I was probably gonna put them out every other week, so it's not a weekly podcast, it's, right? You know, yeah, yeah, like uh, Carpet Cliff Notes, that's like mm-hmm. our every Some other week type of thing. I think Student the Serpent's going to be once a month, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the other ones, uh, obviously the book review would be once a month because that's going to, you know, take review and books and stuff like that. And Trying even with that, you. I would like to have, uh, you know, maybe uh, I would have other people come on and, and review a book. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be me all the time. Us, you know I mean, I mean? Need to be like, yeah, we don't need to be We're, part of it. It's right. just something else to... Get in there. I would prefer that if you're going to do notes from the field that you talk like you're some sort of like British explorer. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get nipper for that one. You know what I mean? But I think, um, I think, and, and, and the idea is this, it's like, I think that like the more and more that, uh, at least for me, that I, that mm-hmm. I sort of expand my base, right. Expand into other things in this hobby you start to realize that there's like, you know, there's a whole group of people that all they do is field her. You know, yeah. and, and, and like we sometimes stumble upon those people because they field her and keep, you know what I mean? But like there's people that field her and they go all over the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're field herp and all over the world, all of the U S yeah. um, I see a lot of it on YouTube. There's so many great field herping, uh, YouTube shows and like, yeah, and not even necessarily to, to talk about that, you know, and, and it can sort of be, uh, what's the word, um, in, intimidating of like where you start, where do you go? You know, nobody wants to share their spots and that kind of thing. Like what, what what's going to put you into the right success? Maybe it's reviewing different, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. Equipment that you would use, stuff like that. Just, just do everybody like goose that. eggs. Though. Like you know, even the best conditions, you might find nothing. Yeah, it's and it's just one of those things where you just got to get out and do it. But what we're trying to do is that you know uh, there are many other corners to herp the culture that are beyond breeding, beyond keeping, and we're just trying to shine some lights on that stuff. Just like how there are many other species beyond Morelia and carpet pythons, or ball pythons and retics and berms. So, right. you know, we're going to try to just shine some light on it. You know what? If you dig the Collierbrick Corner, cool. If you don't, right, whatever, don't listen to it. So um, same right. thing goes with, like, maybe maybe you don't really care about field herping. Maybe the genetics and the breeding is all you really, really only your cup of tea. But maybe if it gets somebody interested in potentially going and field herping and, you know, learning a different part of herp the culture right. or what, culture has to offer, then yeah, why not? I don't think the one thing that I can say, and I think you would probably agree is that, mm-hmm. you know, when you see a snake in the wild or a reptile in the wild, there's something, so it doesn't even matter what it is. There's just something about that. That just sort of is, is awesome. It could be in your backyard. Well, that's what I mean. Freaking, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. care. Like, and that's the thing, like, dude, I get, I get way too excited. It's just like how, like, I embarrassed myself driving with KJ. And I'm like, he's like, oh, there's a pygmy rattle. I'm like, and a gopher tortoise. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, what? And I'm even like, that, like, gopher tortoise. It's like, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, I mean, Whatever. just seeing a pygmy rattlesnake to me would be yeah, like that would be so freaking badass. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, I, and it's like you just want to go back and just want to do it because it's just fun. It's like, dude, I was happy finding that toad this weekend in the backyard. It's like cool. Yeah, like it. I'll do that for any animal. Like, you know, I, it's. I think we might have to take a trip to Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> we might yeah. have. We might have to. Yeah. Uh, do that might have to do a trip to florida yeah check out some stuff do some herping so that'd be pretty badass yeah yeah so but uh yeah that's sort of where we're at i mean so if you're interested you know and obviously as we release the you know i'm, I'm working editing uh student and the serpent is is uh i put a little teaser out there but um editing that is um is taking a is taking a while um just because i want it to be a specific way so, so uh, imagine, just imagine you and Rob with like those Sherlock Holmes pipes, but bubbles come out instead. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's, and that's when you yes. got the bow. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So like, okay, I'll give you a little, you know, we, uh, we, the first episode is going to be on Walmart pythons, right? So we've recorded mm-hmm. the Walmart Python and we wanted to do something that was sort of like somewhat easy for us that we could sort of get a feel for how to do it because. Right. Yeah. It I mean, so, I'm already lined up. It's going to be easy for me and Riley too. Yeah. It was so weird to <laughs> yeah. record it. Right. Because number one. <laughs> I'm just so right. used to NPR and I'm so used yeah, to no. you. And like when it was not that, I felt like, oh, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like I feel like a security blanket is gone. Yeah. It, part of my head was like that. Part of my head's like, I feel like I'm cheating on my girlfriend. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Like it's like, uh, you know, it's like just well, weird thing. My little, that little moniker down there is the one true co host, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but the way that we recorded it was was so different because it's not an interview thing. So like, you know, right. it's it's like you're talking and it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, yeah. I want to make sure that the information is correct. Um, right. You know, I, I've listened to a couple podcasts like that. I listened to one that's about medical history uh-huh. where it is basically just somebody knows, like has a story or has all the facts about this one thing in medical history. And they're just telling it to somebody who has no idea what they're talking or like, you know, has never heard about this before. Mm -hmm. So it's basically almost like I'm telling it to you, but also the audience. And that's what we're probably going to do with Collie corner as well Is it's the, here are the facts about this snake. And now, you know, and so do you. And that's pretty right. much it. So we just yeah. have to figure out who's going to be doing, because I'm pretty sure Riley knows more about shit than I do. So, um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, it's not that hard, actually. I'll, I'll, no, no, I'll no. I mean, like, who's going to do the, who's going to have the list of, who's going to have all oh, the facts oh, I got and you. talking to the other person? So, I'm pretty sure Riley's going to. Right. So, so what, yeah. So, what we did too is, um, you know, Justin Julander will be spotlighted in um, the Wilma episode. Nice. Um, and, um, you know, uh, actually, uh, Scott Iper will be too. Um, so although it's not an interview, we're also reaching out to other people that will, you know, can add Jump to that. Some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So add it, to experiences be, and stuff. You should be able to listen to Student of the Serpent and walk away with some sort of active knowledge of the snake that was the topic. Yeah, the the whole the whole point is that that hopefully you'll be able to um, 
get a better understanding of the animal itself, which mm-hmm. will hopefully lead you to be able to keep it better in captivity. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I and mean, that's like Caliber Corn is not even about captivity. It's just about the snake. It's just like, you know, but it, yeah. it would be. Yeah. We won't be talking about like, we're not going to okay. be talking about, you know, how to keep a woman in captivity or what. I got you. Bloodlines or what, but the, but the, I, hopefully it, it's just going to be a natural history type of thing. But hopefully yeah. it's it will give you the information to say, like for instance, did you know that walmas mm-hmm. go in trees? No, I did not. Okay, <laughs> there was a study done where walnut pythons well, were found in trees. <laughs> Interesting. Well, where are there trees? Interesting thing about yeah. this is that mm-hmm. in this study. What they found mm. is is that the walnuts would go up and eat the bearded dragons or the dragons that were in the trees sleeping. So crafty bastards. So yeah. Right. So <laughs> like uh, you know they're yeah. they're out uh, trying to find food and they adapt. <laughs> however, they have to adapt. The other thing was is that you know that I found pretty interesting is uh, in that same paper they talked about how the walnut python um, actually excavates burrows and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like how they anchor themselves against uh, you know certain things in order to be able to dig out and I, I don't know I just like you you wouldn't think that you would find a walnut python in a tree. No, yeah. I mean, how many people have set up walnut python enclosures and how many of them include trees? That was like no, it's like desert. <laughs> like it's yeah, and and it's not to say that they're arboreal, but they're but going into trees for a reason, you know. So like you know, I I don't know. There's just those things that we sort of have in our mind that like, oh, this snake is this and they don't well, do I mean, you know. Type type into Google can rattlesnakes and it, it'll autofill swim. Yes, of course they can. But yeah, isn't eastern diamondbacks like all like that's how they get between little islands and yeah. stuff in Florida? Yeah, but nobody thinks about that because mm-hmm. it's not in their head. No, of course not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> They do quite well. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, and that's awesome. So that'll be cool. That's a lifer for me, an Eastern Diamondback. That's Mm, a lifer. So close. Yeah. So you see what happened? Like, you know, I went down there with KJ. We didn't find shit. He takes Casey out, and they find this gorgeous, big, beautiful Eastern Diamondback. And I'm like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Casey clearly brings better juju. And I'm like, I used mine up all in Australia. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you were all tapped out. Well, what I'm did done. you find I, in I, Australia, Owen? I'm just I kidding. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned. <laughs> we should just have a picture of it, like back here, that I can just be like, "Oh well," it's just like, yeah, it's just <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to hit on, but uh, that's sort of where we're at. That's where what's going on with us. And um, stay tuned for further developments, and we'll get that going. So. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that we're we're updating the Teespring store, um, but you know if you still are an artist that wanted to jump in on that with us to try to see what you can uh, do design wise and uh, the stuff that please contact us because we're trying to get some more merchandise out there for everybody as far as NPR as well as like EB Merley and Rogue stuff too. So yeah, yep. And then we're trying to figure out the. Uh, uh, Carpet Fest t-shirt because I did want to get that out there. So, yeah. So, we got a lot of stuff on the on the so burner much. and uh, so much. Yeah, house so. is on fire. And there's like more, <laughs> more, more, more. We need more. 
put more uh, in there. What? No. So, uh, so yeah. So I guess uh, we'll go down our rundown and get the heck out of here. But um, cool. let's see. Um, all right. So uh, our website, MoreliPythonRadio.net. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, info at MoreliPythonRadio.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can follow NPR on all the social media outlets, stuff, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, don't forget about the calendar contest uh, that is running right now. Uh, put your find the thread over on um, Morelia Pick of the Week over on Facebook. Post your pictures up there. Read the rules, and you should be good. Um, and then uh, what else do we got? Oh, obviously, you just said the Teespring store. Uh, so, yeah, if you want some NPR merch, go over and check that out. Um, we also, well, st- We'll have Carpet Cliff Notes coming out. Student and Serpent will be coming out um, probably in the next week. And then just stay tuned for uh, more of those other stuff. Um, Right. As far as myself, ebmorelia.com. I know people have been contacting me uh, about babies. I probably i am going to say at the end of August is when I'm going to start putting babies up on my site. So if you want to see what I have available, go ebmorelia.com. That's where I'm going to put it. I'm not putting it on. Just go there. You'll be able to see it. If you want to get in contact with me, eric at ebmorelia.com. That's pretty much all I got. Cool. Uh, For me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can check out all the stuff we have going on at Rogue as far as babies that are available. Uh, If they're not listed on rogue-reptiles, they're not available. I'm sorry. You just have to keep checking back. They'll get there soon. Um, And then the uh, other thing would be to go to facebook.com, look up Rogue Reptiles, and on Instagram at rogue underscore reptiles. Um, so that's all we have for everybody today. So we'll say thank you all for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Rally of Python radio. Bye. Bye.